okay. on a page. You can just read it, and in your head, you can know what you're reading because you can think through it. But people without an internal monologue, if they read something, a lot of times they have to either talk it through or like mumble as they're like reading the words. Okay. Um, so you're saying you're a serial killer. You have to, you like, have to talk out loud, essentially. Yes. <laughs> like, like, so if I'm, you're a sociopath. if I'm thinking like it, it puts the lotion in the basket. I have to say out loud, it puts the lotion. In the no, I'm not that bad. And that's what I like. I'm not. I don't necessarily understand how all this works but like my wife has looked at me a couple of times as I'm, i've been reading and she's like why are you moving your lips and i'm like i don't i have to move my lip like that's i've just always huh. read as i'm reading something i'm just like like that and like my lips are moving but welcome to biblical lenses a casual podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the bible we release a fresh podcast every week and before we get started don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform three two what? Chit chat. Chit chat. Coffee talk. Chit chat. Coffee talk. Chit- coffee talk time. We're talking. We're chitting, chatting. We're chatty chitty. And we're drinking some coffee. That's right. This morning. <laughs> it is. Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Move the Lenses. Uh, this is a new, weird uh, kind of episode where we're going to be yeah. doing literally just random rapid fire chit chat kind of stuff over over coffee early yeah. in the morning. We're doing conversation. It's just early, conversation. Yeah. It's I mean cuz normally we're on a topic, right? Uh, yeah. But now it's just kind of not as much topic and more just talking and we're going to see what what topic is presented as we as we talk. So, exactly. uh man, I'm excited. I think it's been it's been a week or two. Yeah, listen. It's been a week or two. It's been a couple weeks yeah. since we recorded. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world. The world's on fire. Um, and I don't, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to we talk about racism. Yeah. And we're going to talk about police brutality. And we're going to talk about Chaz. And yeah. we're going to talk about politics. Mm, not we this might talk morning. About it. No, not, not this, this morning. morning. No. I just too early. Yeah. And I've only had like three shots of espresso. I'd need another three or four That's, to get into those topics. You drink four? You drink six shots of espresso? I usually have three okay. in, in one okay. serving. So I could I could double down, have a second coffee, yeah. and get all hyped. That's and then talk, talk about the, the United States of Chaz. Yeah. Um, but I'm, not, I don't yeah. feel like it. No. And, and I, I think, I mean, I've been, I noticed that I've been more emotionally exhausted. Like Me my too. Like, my wife has been emotionally exhausted. We're just kind of walking around, and, like, both of us are looking at each other every once in a while. Like, are you mad at me? Like, do you hate me? And she's like... No, I'm just tired of everything. Everything. <laughs> so just like talking about, it, I mean, emotional exhaustion is just crazy because it presents itself in more physical ways. And so, yeah, yeah me and her are just like, all we want to do is sit and have a good cry. Like, exactly. So yeah. I have noticed the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I have been emotionally kind of exhausted. Um, we actually, both of us actually like turned off like social media and mm-hmm. news and we didn't watch anything for like two days because we noticed that we were getting like a little snippy mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and we noticed, like, I noticed that I just like, I was so quickly like impatient and irritated and mm-hmm. ready to be frustrated about yeah. stuff. So we, in the last few days, we haven't really looked at a lot of social media and our, our activities have been very, very like, uh, intensely Zen, yeah. like walking in the backyard, yeah. sitting on lawn chairs and just staring at the sprinkler. <laughs> and even our TV selections have changed yeah. from watching things that have like fighting or like politics yeah. to we watched for the last two nights Caribbean real estate. Beautiful. Because yep. it just we're just like washing, like watching people look at houses yeah. in the in, in St. Bart. There's nothing better than watching like 
Karen and Steve trying to, yeah. you know, buy a hundred million dollar house. Exactly. $10,000 budget. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, but it, there's just nothing polarizing about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh look, an ensuite. Oh look. Oh, oh look at that. It's on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I'm, are you tired? It's nine 30. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Me, I've, uh, I, I've, I, I haven't cut away social media, but I do have this internal like uh, clock. So I, as I'm like scrolling or doing news or whatever, I'll hit this moment where like I just feel the the pressure inside of me rise. And at that point in time, I just go, nope, done for the day. And I just yeah. put it down and stop. So it, it's been good. And, and then uh, so I started watching this thing um, called Disney Zenimation. Ooh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's. Nothing that's going to like keep your attention for hours. Okay. Um, it's little seven minute videos. It's all to uh, a tribute to the sound engineers for Disney across the years. Oh, cool. And all they've done is take all of the scenes from uh, Disney's like water scenes from their like cityscapes and they've just removed all of their sound except for like if Ariel is like in the like boat and they're paddling. It's just the sound of the oars like paddling through the water or like in Moana, it's the sound of the ocean. Really? And so it's just this for like seven minutes and I play it for my son right before he goes to bed and he just stares at it because it's all of his Disney cartoons that he loves. Right. But then it's just the sound of water oh, and tricky within dad. seven minutes, he's just like, I'm ready to die. Like, right, I'm ready to go ready to, to bed. Out. I'm a zombie now. So, yep. Um, okay, that, okay. So again, this is a coffee talk episode. It's a chit chat episode. And it actually, uh, there might be some people going like, well, where are you going to talk about the Bible? There's biblical lenses like out there. Look, what yeah. are you doing? But the reason that Noel and I started this podcast is because we so often would have late night conversations that would flow from professional wrestling into our favorite commentaries, into theology, and yeah. then back to Nerf guns. Yeah. So it's like, this is this is actually how we started. Yeah. Not very like 30 minute topics and then we're done. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, I think it's kind of interesting like to 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 kind of like weave in and out of these things. But um, can we talk really quickly? Because what you just mentioned reminds me of something somebody told me the other day. What is it? There's the type of video or sounds that are supposed to be soothing and calming to people. Oh, uh, is it a- 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 ASMR? ASMR? I don't know. Okay, so I'm in... Okay, listen. So I'm in the church office the other day. Yeah. Okay. And a staff member walks down the hall and says, Hey, Jesse, are you into ASMR? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but is that some sort of weird kinky sex thing? Because the yeah. answer is going to be no, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, dude. That's that's like, why I, uh, whenever, when I said the acronym first, I was like, am I Ooh, it felt dirty. I was like, ASMR, yeah. that sounds like something bad. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude. Yeah. And he was like, why are you so, what, what? And I was yeah. like, and I had to stop and go, what is that? So if you don't know what it is, this staff member had to explain it to me. It's just auditory and visual sounds and sights and things that are somehow comforting to a certain type of people. It's, it's uh, the acronym is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. I have no idea what that means. Okay, so think of like, it, it's like um, um, a, a, a woman with nails kind of like scratching at a rubber ball mm-hmm. or a visual of an animated loaf of bread that's just never ending being sliced perfectly. Yeah. Or it, And it's all supposed to be these things that are like comforting to mm-hmm. people, but I had never heard of it yeah and i explored it yeah and i hate it really yeah um apparently it's like cilantro like some people love cilantro and other people think it tastes like windex Mm -hmm. i think this some people love asmr and other people are like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life i think there's there's you have to find the part of asmr that you really like so um my my thing is uh is the kinetic sand 
Okay. And so people will just take knives and just slice kinetic sand. And it's the sound of a knife like going through that kinetic sand. Uh-huh. And it's almost like static as it... Okay. And then watching it like fall and the kinetic sand starting to break apart. Right. It, it gets me every single time. Right. I'd and, rather and then, shove a spoon in my ear. What you just yeah. said. It sounds so boring I'm and stupid. I'm saying some people see like there's there's other parts where uh, people like to watch people just eating food. And so it'll just be... It'll be what? 10 minutes. It'll be 10 minutes of somebody just going... What are you and talking about? That is about? disgusting to me. I hate that. There's nobody I that likes that. that. I know. That's what I think. But but there are. You're saying there are there are. There's people not like that. people. I'm that saying like there are that. so many of those like uh, ASMR videos that you can find something that you're just like. I could watch this. No, I can't watch that for hours, but I can watch it for. I disagree. 10 minutes. I think it's like cilantro. I think there's some people that love it, and you find your your deal if you love it, and yeah. then other people are like Windex. Like it's the Windex of my soul. Yeah. I can't. This is the stupidest waste of time because I've wa- I tried, yeah. dude. I went down a Nolan rabbit hole. Oh wow! And I went. Okay. I did like 35 minutes of ASMR. Okay. And it's just like YouTube ASMR this yep. ASMR, and like every single one of them was like, why? Yeah. Why, Lord? King of heaven. Is this a deal? Is this a yeah. th- <laughs> It makes zero sense. It, you know what? It's it's the internet just moving on to something else. Like it's it really is is become a thing. I think it's just it it is because I think a lot of people in, in today's day and age just want some sort of relaxing, like mindless thing for them to watch. Yeah. To take their mind off of whatever's maybe, going on, you know. Maybe we're all in just search of relaxation. Yeah, and maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's that like like I said, I, I don't necessarily watch it all the time, but I think like a lot of people will watch it as a way of relaxation, as a way of just finding like, I don't know, peace or, you know, hmm. feeling good about about it. I I just have to think like that's not really where I go for my peace. That's not where I go for, uh, you know, for feeling relaxed. It's like oh, it's about to preach a sermon. Yeah, I am about to preach. Get a sermon. that. Get and, that. Uh, you know, no, he's got his Billy Graham hand up. Bring it to the gospel, brother. Now, I'm about to preach here. I'm Uh, (laughs) about to show you the Lord. But like, uh, I mean, me and my wife have been going into our Bibles a lot more during during this time. And it's been it's been really good to just remind ourselves that like this isn't like this isn't our our home. Like, Mm -hmm. and we're probably not going to find peace here. Like, sure. Like full like full peace. We're going to find that in heaven. So yeah, we've been trying to remind ourselves of that lately. I'm into that. I've been reading, I've been reading my Bible a lot more lately. I've been also listening to my Bible a lot more lately. That's, I've been really, really digging that. Um, no, mean like as I drive audio around Bible, audio Bible, okay. I drive around and, yeah. or if I'm in the shower or yeah. uh, something like that, I'll just pop it on. And what's cool is, uh, I can, I kind of like start tracking how much I've been listening to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I read my Bible, maybe like 30 minutes a day. Yeah. But I've ended up listening to my Bible for like an hour and a half a day. So it's wow. like, and I can actually, um, I think I might be able to listen to it faster. Yeah. Um, then I can actually read it. Well, it's like, I, I listen to every podcast about a one and a half times. Right. So I'm kind of yeah. listening to it one and a half times. So I think, uh, I was driving around doing stuff yesterday, like errands, going mm-hmm. to work, going to the office back and forth. And I listened to like the entire gospel of Luke. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it was like, I intook the entire gospel. Of now, Luke. let me ask you this though, because yeah. I would say when I listen to things, my retention rate is less than when I actually read things. Yeah, but I'm not listening for retention. Okay. Okay. So like that's, I think that's partially, uh, not only am I listening to it at one and a half times, but I also like when I read things that I want to retain, I read very slow. Yeah. When I read like a soft back, 
like whatever kind of book like that's not like the Bible. I speed read. Yeah. So I actually learned how to like semi speed mm-hmm. read yeah. um, like a couple years ago. And I read fast, yeah. like very fast. Um, but when I read the Bible, I'm like very slow because I want to mm-hmm. retain when I listen. I'm letting it wash over me. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed actually when you think about retention that I um, uh, dude remind me to teach you the speed reading technique after I'm done yeah, telling you the story. It's so fun. Everyone, uh, I want to learn right now, but that's fine. Yeah. Bro, it's so fun. Um, so, uh, I noticed that like when I let it wash over me, when people are asking me questions and talking to me, I'm actually just subconsciously flipping back to what I heard. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, like, yeah, I was just in, I was just in Luke 10. Yeah. Like, and, and here's, here's what Jesus was doing. So it's kind of a cool practice. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, who doesn't like hearing Jesus speak words of encouragement over you while you're washing your armpits in the shower? Yeah. And, it's good and, times. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be better than listening to a- anything else, right? It's like, you can listen to right. music or you can listen to, you know, something else. This podcast, like, subscribe yeah. on iTunes. Please do. Spotify. We need help. Anywhere where podcasts are heard. <laughs> And our website will be up soon. So yeah. Very soon. Uh, um, no, it's it's definitely yeah. a good thing to listen to. Oh, okay. So speed reading. Okay. Do you know how to speed read? Uh, it's, and the answer is not scan. read fast. I know how to scan. And the answer is not scan. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's actually uh, a couple of like physical techniques you can do to yeah. start reading and you still comprehend the large majority of what okay. you're reading. Yeah. Okay. So like, how long is it? Okay. Tell me, how long does it take you to read like a normal page in a book? Not about, not the Bible, just normal book. Uh, to get top to bottom from that page. I don't know. Like three minutes, maybe three minutes. I don't know. How, is that fast? Is that slow? I think that's like definitely slow. Okay. It's slow then. Maybe, maybe I, it's probably is, like two minutes. Okay. Let me, so if there's like a, a bit, a blurb on Instagram, okay. like a little blurb, my wife will read it and about 15 no 10 seconds before before i'm done yeah she's like scrolling already so i get about 90 percent of the information i can help you beat your wife okay yeah i can help you decimate your wife's reading speed okay it's not a competition to me but it definitely makes me feel dumb okay when when i'm reading something and she's reading the same thing and i get about 75 percent of the way done she's like okay moving on i'm right well yeah i'm i'm kind of a stupid stupid idiot okay right yeah she also is a english major so i don't feel she's ross and you're joey yeah, kind yeah, of. That's true. Kind of, Chandler and Joey. Okay, is a better okay example. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. better friends. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so here's the the three things, the very basics of speed reading. Yeah, if you're not interested in this topic, just fast forward. Mm-hmm. Just catch us up somewhere yeah. else. Hit okay. two times. The first one is focus. Yeah. The second one is actually where you place your eyesight, like on the line. Okay. And the third one is cadence. Okay, let me go over them yeah. real quick. It's really easy. Number one, <laughs> you should do this right yeah. now. You have to learn how to actually focus and concentrate. And one thing they tell you to do, it's kind of stupid, but it works, yeah. is I learned how to, you take your hand and you put it on the top of your head and you act like your hand is a, an egg that just got broken on your head and mm-hmm. it's leaking out. You close yeah. your eyes and you try to focus on every like little ounce of feeling as it goes down your cranium. Okay. Okay. It's super stupid and weird. Yeah. But what it's doing is teaching you how to shut everything else off. Yeah. And like kind of focus just on one specific sense. Right? Okay. Okay. So you do that first. You sit down, you breathe really heavy. You do that. Number two, you put your eyes not, uh, most of us read the entire word. Yeah. You're actually supposed to put your eyes like above 
the word. Okay. So you read the tops of the characters, yeah. not the entire characters. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, and then third is cadence. You kind of, uh, you kind of bounce along and try to keep a similar cadence. It's hard to describe what the cadence or rhythm yeah. is, you but as you're kind of rhythm. bounding along, right? Imagine like one of those bouncing balls on old yeah. Disney sing-alongs. You're kind of just bounding along. And when mm-hmm. you do this, you're really focused. You're not focusing on each individual word as much as the collection of words because you're reading the tops of yeah. them and you're you're going fast and bounding along. This will triple your reading speed just by trying that. See, so uh, two hard things I'm going to have with that is okay. one, I have a terrible time focusing. Okay. Like, I have my, I would say uh, mild ADHD. Um, mild? And mild, yeah. Mm. Like I'll get, I'll get lost every once in a while in conversation. I just kind of pick my, pick my way back through it. Yeah. Um, and then two, I have been told that I don't have an internal monologue. Have you heard of that? Internal. I have heard you say this before. Please define. So internal monologue, I guess, is one of those things where you can think about what you're doing internally in your head. Like if you're if you're like reading something on a page, you can just read it. And in your head, you can know what you're reading because you can think through it. But people without an internal monologue, if they read something, a lot of times they have to either talk it through or like mumble as they're like reading the words. Okay. Um, so you're saying you're a serial killer. You have to, you what, have to talk out loud, essentially. Yes. Like, like, so if I'm, you're a sociopath. If I'm thinking like it, it puts the lotion in the basket, I have to say out loud, it puts the lotion in the basket. No, I'm not that bad. And that's what I like. I'm not, I don't necessarily understand how all this works, but like my wife has looked at me a couple of times as I'm, I've been reading and she's like, why are you moving your lips? And I'm like, I don't, I have to move my lip. Like that's, I've just always huh. read as I'm reading something, I'm just like, like that. And like my lips are moving, but that's how I have to read. And so it's like in order to, maybe it's just in order to retain all of the information I have okay. to do that. Um, and I think that's just also, it helps me focus because as hmm. I'm like reading something, if I don't have that, all of a sudden I will find that I'm having to read the same line like four times over huh. because I've just completely lost track of where I'm at. Interesting. So my brain just goes like, as I'm reading something, if I'm not saying it out loud, all of a sudden I'm reading and I'm thinking about Friday or I'm thinking about what happened to Oh, years that's ago. just it's wandering like, thoughts. That might not be some sort of lack of internal monologue. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, but I know that if I have to, if I say it out loud, all of a sudden my brain is just like, yep, I'm right there with you. Like I'm tracking huh. everything that you're doing. Interesting. So, yep. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's the same thing, but I do know that um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I hated doing book reports. Mm. Right. Like you read a book, you write like a, you know, a a report, a study Mm. on like what it is that you just read, what's going on there. And I hated regurgitating that. Mm -hmm. But and I'm going to be really honest in my in my academic career, I probably did about a tenth of the book reports that were assigned to me and did not. And instead of cliff noting them. Yeah. um, But the ones that I did, I still remember every single detail about those stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I could re, I could tell you every step of the odyssey. Mm hmm. And Huck Finn. That's yeah. what, like, all the elementary all the way through high school is probably the only two I ever did. Really? Like, fully committed to. Yeah. Um, I cheated at every other book That's report. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, but I remember those ones, like, very, very well. Precisely, yeah. And I would say this is actually the same thing about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can read the Bible. I can have it read to me and let it wash over me. The things that I remember most are um, the ones that are like embedded in my heart are the ones I've done deep study, mm-hmm. taught a sermon. So I've had to prepare the notes, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Um, those are the things that I can always go back to. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling our friend Nick. Um, so me and Nick just started doing um, like a 
just a, hey, like how to study the Bible kind okay. of thing. Um, and we're going over like inductive study methods, um, just like how to like do exegesis, stuff like that. Um, but I was kind of telling him the same way, like, hey, um, if you really want to know something, like pretend like you're going to teach it to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, act like you're going to have all these like amazing like references and notes, like pull out the study, the yeah. study reference or not the study reference Bible, but like pull out the uh, the expositor's guides, like sure. get all this kind of stuff going and just read through like you're going to do an academic study on it. And then like by the time you're done, it will be a lot more exhausting of an experience. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel like you got a lot more head knowledge than you did heart knowledge. Sure. But you will be able to be like, I know, you know, Luke one from, you know, front to back. Sure. Like, I know what's going to happen in the middle of, you know, the gospel of Mark. Like, There's something about committing yourself mm -hmm. to teaching something that makes you uh, it's so much more able to receive it because you have to get into the nitty gritty, the ins and outs of it, mm -hmm. not just a surface level cursory knowledge yeah. of it. Um, and when you have like surface level cursory knowledge fades so much faster mm -hmm. than deep dive knowledge actually does. Yeah. So like when, and, and I feel like that's what the Bible actually means by like meditate on these things, mm -hmm. like that the word should be like hidden in your heart. Like they're tucked away in there. Yeah. And there's also like, there's also something to be said, not just about like um, you studying, but when something comes into personal application, mm -hmm. That's a huge one. Like uh, I quote to my kids all the time, Philippians chapter two, like consider others as more important than yourself. Yeah. Um, the reason there there's, and I feel like it's probably like a mom and dad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that Christian parents always have certain verses they go back to is because those are the ones that are anchored in their hearts. Yeah. That one, I stood on my old senior pastor's deck right before I took kids on my very first missions trip. Mm hmm. I was like, dude, how do I, how do I, how do I lead these kids? What do I do? Yeah. Like, what's the most important thing? And he was like, Philippians chapter two, as long as everything they do while they're there, they're considering other people as more important than themselves. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And they just stuck. Yep. I, pff, it just stuck. Yeah. So there's those, there's those heavy applications too, yeah. which I think is something to be said about not just studying the word, but living the word out, yeah. like actually applying it in your daily life. Yeah. I I think like so for me I've always had a hard time memorizing verses um, but the like the chapter that I did memorize was Philippians two five well not chapter but like block of verses mm -hmm. Philippians chapter two five through uh, eleven and I remember like doing that through college and one of my professors was like this might be like one of the most important like verses like set of verses that you can learn because mm -hmm. it's literally just how to be lesser and like let others be gr greater so that the, like the mind of Christ sure is exalted. And it's, it's basically just saying like Christ lessened himself on this earth so that he can be exalted. And that's your goal is to exalt Christ mm -hmm. as you are lessened. And, and like, but I will say this, like, I don't remember everything. That's part of the reason why I don't like memorizing scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, only because I find that in order to retain it, I have to personally, I have to use it all the time, which is not a bad thing, bro. It's not a bad thing, but think about like not all the time throughout your life. Are you going to be like quoting scripture? I disagree. Well, okay. Let's say you memorize. Let, let me, let me do this. Okay. Let's say you memorize half the Bible. Oh, whoa. Exactly. Like, let's say you okay, get to a stud. point where you've memorized half the Bible. Sure. Do you think you're going to be like using like that? That means that every conversation that you're in, uh -huh. you will be quoting three or four verses dude absolutely okay uh, here and here's why okay 
I don't think that the like the more uh, Bible verses that you memorize, that all of a sudden your language just gets substituted with those things. Yeah. But I think the more Bible verses that you memorize, the more you start being able to think biblically and speak secularly. So your okay. Bible verses. So for instance, like I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I am a pastor now. I wasn't yeah. when this podcast started. Um, like, and I love Jesus a ton, mm-hmm. right? Like my goal is to glorify Jesus everywhere I go. I have a YouTube channel where I pretty much talk about design and development, yeah. right? Um, but I've had a lot of great conversations in in the DMs and in the comments of YouTube because mm-hmm. I will speak secularly biblical things. Yeah. Like, so I, I, like for instance, I did a video about how designers and developers, designers and coders work together. Yeah. The premise of that video is Philippians chapter two. Okay. Here's like, okay, put all the technical jargon aside. Okay. Here's, here's how you actually work well together. Yeah. I'm going to consider the coder more important than myself. Okay. And it's going to make me do a ton of work. Yeah. And so it just seeps out of you. I so think even what you're in, saying is you, you understand that like, and I think I would agree with you on this. Like it's important to uh, know, know the Bible. Yes. I'm saying like in everyday conversation, I'm not going to pull out in my coworker like, well, in Luke three verse, you know, five through 10, it says, and quote the entire verse. I don't like to do that. I will do that sometimes, yeah. but I don't like to do that as much, but I will say, like I said in that video and I'll say to people that I meet, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's important that you consider other people more important than yourself. Yeah. I'm not saying Philippians two verse yeah. five. I'm going, dude, Stop being a jerk and think of somebody as more important yourself. Yeah. And they go, whoa, that was really inspiring. I go, yeah, the, the Lord said it. See, I think like, I think any any Christian, not any Christian, but mo- a lot of Christians that have grown up in the church who have spent, or have spent, you know, I would say 10 plus years, um, yeah. like just reading their Bible, doing like the normal, like sure. what, what you would consider a normal, like American Christian to do. Read your Bible, you know, like at least three times a week. Sure, um, okay. It's like, I think you, you will find that you know half or more of the Bible after 10 years because right. you're constantly hearing stories. You're constantly reading like you, you see, you know, Philippians two all the time. You see Ephesians like five all the time. And so it's just like, I think that you can get that retention, um, but you might not necessarily have like the verse or the chapter and verse. Yeah, like, I'm, I am super duper guilty and well known for loosely quoting scripture. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's different there's different uh, uh, levels mm-hmm. or tiers of loosely quoting yeah. scripture. Like for instance, you could do a J. Vernon McGee and be like, "The Bible oh, says." Yeah. That's very loose. The yeah. Bible says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, y- you can then also say Philippians two says. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you can be like. Uh, Titus chapter three, verses five through 10. Like yeah. that's very specific. I'm pretty well known for like tier two, yeah. tier two quotations. I like, will say I, I have a friend. Um, well, we have a friend, uh, Matt, Matt Wigley. He can do the like chapter verse. And verse. I will say way more impressive, way more impressive okay. when you can just like, it's like a of sniper. Course. It's like a sniper versus oh. just a shotgun. Blast. Oh, sure. I'm going to shotgun this You're off like, the head. Ooh, the precision. Like, let me hit that heart right there. Yeah. Like, let, me, yeah. let me get you right between the eyes. Right, so. right. Or it's like me cooking dinner versus like one of those Japanese like Ginsu knife, like yeah. working like like uh, chefs. Yeah. So it's just the level of expertise. 100% true. I will say this. Um, I've found that I, I would like, I like listening to the audio Bible. Um, I would like it much better if it was narrated by somebody like Jay Vernon McGee. Like if I if I could get it, if or if like like I mean obviously, 
uh, Robbie Zachariah wouldn't be able to do this anymore. But if like right. if Robbie Zachariah would have just gone through and read the entire Bible, mm. I think that would have been one of the best selling audiobooks of all time. Okay, hold on. Okay, that could be good. Yeah. Who would be the best worst narrator narrator of, of the Bible? Ooh. Who would be the one you'd be like, mm, this is so weird, but I love it and hate it at the same time? Uh oh my gosh. Does it has to be Christian, right? No, no? just oh, who would you want to hear read the Bible and you'd be like, this is the best thing slash the worst thing. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. It would be fantastic. <laughs> and it would work because right now he's got this like new super, I think it's like anti-religious or Very. anti-Christ, but uh, what is it called? Son, is it something? It's something. Miracle Workers? Yeah, like that? Miracle Workers. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, right, I, I can't watch that. I, I, I saw it in the beginning. I was like, that looks funny, but I guarantee I'm going to get triggered just because of it's going to be like, oh, Christians sure. suck. It's like, well. Uh, my choice, um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop. If Snoop Dogg read the New Testament... <laughs> It would be the funniest thing I think I've ever heard of. And I'd pro- you'd probably like remember things. And here's why I oh, say yeah. that, because I got really hooked for a while on playing uh, on my Xbox, um, you at like the new UFC like game. And there's a mode that you could turn on where Snoop Dogg commentates your fights. <laughs> Bro, the way that you're laughing right now yeah. is the constant <laughs> posture while you're playing this game while Snoop Dogg. Cause you, it's like normally you're like bam, 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 and you hear like Joe Rogan and the other commentator like beautiful left yeah. hook. Oh, look at that crescent kick! But as soon as you turn Snoop Dogg mode on, he's like, oh dang man, he coming out there swinging. And it is amazing. So, and I think it was inspired by I forget which late night show. But he's to Snoop Dogg did like narrating like like nature, oh, Nat, Nat Geo and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he would do like like Snoop Dogg's like narration of yep. like nature shows. Yeah, he's like one of those mongooses, like yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of meerkats. Damn, some mongoose. It's so funny, dude. And so yeah. hearing him not only read it but maybe like like kindly commentate yeah. on it, like would be great. Like and then Jesus turned water into wine. Yep. Yo, that's the that's the stuff right there. <laughs> that's the stuff, It'd man. be hilarious, dude. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would love to hear that. No, I agree with that, and like, and I think I think that would be uh, that would be funny. And that's where I wish sometimes like Christians would loosen up a little bit. Like Ooh, I feel like watch your tongue, only, sir. I know, right? I feel like sometimes we we hold like things in such high reverence and regard, which is good. It is good, and I, I'm I love tradition. Sure, like, I am very much like tied into the beauty of tradition okay. and reverence. Yeah. But I also know that like when I was a little kid mm. and I had to remeasure, remember Ephesians 432, I sang a song about it. Yeah. And as I'm saying the song, I'm like, this is fun. I love this. We would do it every single week. Like be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving each other. Yeah. Even at, yeah. So it's like, Come on. and then at the end you do Ephesians 432 and you do jazz hands go. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and then I you re- became who you are today. Yeah, I know. Right. I remembered that. And I'm saying that if you had something memorable like that, you would teach me the Bible faster. You just sang the whole thing. You know, know Ephesians deep down in your beautiful little heart because of that felt bored moment. I know that. But you know, what's funny is if I was actually like quote it to somebody Mm. in in my mind, it's like the alphabet song. You have, I have to go through this. I'm like, okay, be kind one to another. That's cute. Tender heart of giving each other. And it's like, you just have to go through it. That's cute. Yeah. It's a little bit more endearing. 
when a grown man says tender heart be kind to each other right it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing man he's like this guy's insane if you're even if you're like the most like like adamant atheist like angry at god and nolan steps up to you and goes well uh how about this brother be kind love one another you're gonna go that's kind of cute maybe, maybe i'll right. listen to yeah. this guy he's kind of a knucklehead like, yeah. maybe he is right and i think i life. think more of us should kind of just approach people and say he was wounded and sing little ditties and songs yeah. like he was pierced for our transgressions yeah. like it'd be great it'd be fantastic people would be like I like Christians. They're a whole lot of silly. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I hear you. Maybe, maybe, you know, we do take ourselves very seriously. And here's what I'll say about that Christian culture. Um, not every church service needs to be a Hillsong oh, yeah. concert. Yeah. Not every church service needs to have the, the fog and haze machines mm-hmm. and have just constant slow songs. Yeah. Can we just pick it up a little bit? Yeah. Can we zing that thing? Put some mustard on it. Put some stank yeah. on that Sunday morning. Yeah. And just get a little bit funky. That's why, listen, some of the, uh, one time, yeah. one time in my life, I've been to a predominantly black church. Yeah. Best worship of my life. Oh yeah. Best worship of my yeah. life. And nowhere, nowhere was there a bunch of people with no shoes on and beanies on stage on yeah. their knees going, yeah, like deep, like just Gregorian singing chants, away, Gregorian yeah. chants, singing away from the microphone while the haze machine works, and they're patting the keyboards. They weren't doing that, bro. Yeah. They were in robes. They were rocking. Yeah. They were dancing, and the spirit was present. Yep. And I just feel like, can we just have a little fun? Hey, God's a f- God is fun. I feel like first sermon we get up to heaven. First sermon, Jesus Christ comes out on stage and is like, "So how about them co- cowboys?" And just starts going <laughs> off on like some rant, and we're just like. I thought you were going to give like some dissertation. You know, I don't know. No, maybe, maybe we're both wrong, but like, I will say this, like there are the experiences that I had in youth group in Hawaii, like growing up, okay. um, high school youth group was like, we would just like the youth group was always up front. You would remember this always up front. And yeah. the worship band was pretty much just like, we're going to do everything to stoke out the youth, to make them go crazy. And it would just be a whole like two or three rows of us in an auditorium. And we'd just be jumping up and down, like going crazy. And yep. then the youth pastor or the worship pastor was like behind you. Every other adult was just stoic. Like I'm going to sing songs. We're just going to do this. Right. And, but it's like, what I think is kind of, as we get older, we kind of get this mindset of like, in order to be spiritual, I have to be serious. Right. And it's like, that's very true. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I think we can have fun now. I do think that there's so there's, I don't know when you're preaching, like you have to have content. It can't just be bless you. Uh, when you're preaching, you can't, you, you have to have content. It can't just be like fluff. Not every reference. Of course not. But I'm saying like some people get angry because it's like in some churches where the worship is just constantly like hype, like hill song level and you know then it's like the pastor gets on stage and it's just absolute milk toast well yeah the, the, it's hard it's a hard balance yeah. obviously like it can't be fluff it can't be all killer no filler like yeah. it has to be it has to be of substance but fast-paced songs can be of substance yeah. a joke or an analogy or an illustration that is fun and interesting can be of substance yeah. like all of these things can be of substance right so it's not necessarily about whether or not the the content is substantial it's about like does it always have to be so serious yeah that's true why do we always have to be so serious because what i read in the scriptures is an ebb and a flow yeah. and a dynamics of emotion like you can't 
you can't not like um, like read a little bit about the Apostle Peter and just go, what a knucklehead yeah. that guy was, and laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you can't read like the way that God does things and and realize how much He loves festivals and feasts and parties mm-hmm. and go like, yeah, he's a very just always stoic. Yeah, it's like he was at a wedding feast, bro. Yeah, he was at a wedding ceremony. It was like, and people, what I love about that scene is the guy's like. He just say the usually say the good wine yeah. for later. He was bring it out, and then Jesus is like, "No, we're gonna do the good stuff now." Yeah, right. It's just great. It's yeah. fantastic. There's so much dynamics there, but I just think we we can get a little bit too serious. Yeah, and I think too, like we lose. I mean, maybe maybe the Bible is all all serious passages, but I think like because there's such a like gap of you know thousands of years from when it was written to now, mm. I think it's easy for us to maybe lose some jokes in translation. Like I gotta believe that there were. Some zingers that Paul was writing mm. in there, like, like, oh, and let me just clap back at this person really quickly, and he like writes some joke about them. And nowadays we read it and we're like, that's very reverent, that's very serious. And he's very like, serious. Paul was just like, no, I'm just making a joke about him. Like, yeah. uh, everybody yeah. understood this in the congregation. Yeah. I'm just making Jesus a joke. calls the Pharisees a bag of snakes, yeah. and we all go, the entomology yeah. of bag of snakes <laughs> means in the Hebrew yeah. and the Greek, and we go, or Jesus said, y'all are a bag of snakes, and his disciples all went, oh. Around him, like, he got you, sweeper. You got Jesus. Snoop Dogg, like, oh man, that oh, was man. full sizzle. Oh man, that dude just burnt out, son. So, so I'm just saying, like, we, I, I, you should be able to have fun when you read your Bible. You should yeah. be able to have fun at church. You should be able to reverently worship. You should be able to do all of these mm-hmm. things. And I just think like we should embrace all of it, yeah, and not one tone, mm-hmm. tone like just one like. We're always going to pad the keys. Yeah. It's going to be that really low, serious, mm-hmm. while the pastor comes on stage and says, all right, now's the time if you feel a stirring in your heart. Versus, how about like, have you ever seen a, a, a service where, dude, the worship at the start was rocking, mm-hmm. the sermon was blazing. Yeah. It just lit people up, mm-hmm. convicted people. The spirit of God was in the room. Yeah. And you come up and dude... People just start singing and clapping and it's fast beat. And the pastor says, this is the party that yeah. God's welcoming you to. Yep. You ever seen that? Yeah. No, no, they won't do that. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah. It's sad. That's it, true. Yeah. It should happen. I mean, I will say like the, like these sermons that I remember were always sermons that took me through like an emotional range. So I would, it would start out and pastors like silly, like hits this climax of yeah. like, I'm going to tell some jokes. Like I'm talking through the Bible and then it just kind of dives into the deep portions and convicts me. And maybe it was where I was at at the time. Sure. Um, but it's like, man, it just goes from this like, okay, I'm like super happy to now it's like. Not sad, but it is definitely convicted. And, mm-hmm. and those are the sermons that I remember. Those are the times that I'm like, man, this is good. And, yeah. You know, and there are times to be serious. Obviously, like, you know, I'm I'm almost guarantee you the the day or the Sunday after uh, the whole like George Floyd thing. Like there was probably no joke that was no made, jokes, you know, and it's like you well, recognize like, this is the time sense. to be serious. Yeah. And then, you know, there are times where it's just like you got to be sensitive to things. You got to know the time and a most place. days there's there's not you're most most Sundays. You're not going to run into that. I'm just saying like you do. You do have to know the time. There's a right time and place. Yeah. But. I think ultimately that's my point. Like there is still a time and a place mm-hmm. yeah. for upbeat, humorous, fun, yeah. exciting, joyful expressions. There's not just 
uh, serious, mm-hmm. uh, like stoic, reverent only. Yeah. Like, and it shouldn't be ninety nine percent stoic, reverent, one percent a little bit upbeat. When mm-hmm. the pastor comes on stage and goes, "How about them Cowboys?" <laughs> yeah. uh, we're all done. Yeah, it shouldn't be that, right? Mm-hmm. And not that the Cowboys are bad, or you, I, you as a pastor making a football joke is bad. Yeah, it's we, not. It's yeah. fine. I'm just saying. Just a little bit more ebb and flow. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Side note, completely off topic. Please. I had Ethiopian food the other day. Did you? I. So you have. You need to preface this with you have a love for Ethiopian food. Listen, I have a love for Ethiopian food. Greatest food on the planet, you think? My stomach does not have a love Ooh. for Ethiopian. My digestive yeah. tract does not have a love for Ethiopian. Yeah. Well, food. I mean, you are the most white. Hispanic person of all time. Okay. So it's not going to sit well with that hurt, but I'm just saying across the, it's so good. Have you had Ethiopian uh, food? No. Oh bro, you should go. I know you always tell me. Oh I my gosh. Go. I don't know what the name of the bread is, but there's just, they always serve it to you on, uh, there's always like a big basket or platter on the table. Yeah. It's all family style. And the entire, I'm talking, when I'm holding my arms out, you can't I'm see say that. That looks like it's about four feet. No, it's, you know, like it's like two, two and a half feet by two and a half feet. feet. It's like two and a half foot diameter or like platter or something in front of you, maybe two feet or a foot and a half. But then they, the whole thing gets covered with one giant spongy bread that kind of looks like a crepe and it's spongy and feels a little bit rubbery Mm -hmm. and it even has little kind of air pocket holes in it. And then they literally, whatever you order, I'll take this blah, blah, blah. I'll take this Mm -hmm. lamb tibs. I'll take whatever. They just put whatever you ordered in big plops yeah on different parts of this spongy bread and the whole thing is you just rip off pieces of the bread and you grab stuff with your hand in the bread and you just eat it yeah so stinking good Mm -hmm. the spices that they use are like a majestic culinary creation that like to send my bowels into a a downward spiral like chutney curry stuff like that or is it bro i don't even know okay it's from an exotic land in a far off place and i don't understand it okay but neither do neither does my lower intestine yeah because it's going what are you doing to me so for three days that followed but i'm telling you right now the sacrifice it's worth it yeah it's a it's well worth it there there are there are those like like groups of food that you're just like i will I will do the sacrifice. I'll take the whole things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally like we sat down and I told my wife, I was like, this is going to pain me. Yeah. For the following two to three days. She was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Oh yeah. And then for the three days I was like, Oh, it might not have been worth it. But then as soon as I got through it, I was like, bro, we should go again. Yeah. Babe, you want to go again? (laughs) We should go again. (laughs) Do you want to eat there this weekend? Yeah. She's like, "Mm -mm, mm mm-mm. Hey, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm I'm half scared that I have like an ulcer or something like that because the last five days anything I eat my stomach's just like I hate you and so I'm just I don't know maybe I just need to you have old man problems I, I've got a lot of old man problems you're too young for all these old man I know problems. I actually think that I have like a, a problem like some <laughs> somewhere in like my immunity system or something like I'm gonna go to the doctor one day and he's gonna be like oh yeah you you have Benjamin Button disease like. <laughs> Or, or no, no, no. What was the, what was the, uh, the Robin Williams movie where he just, uh, as he was like, when he was born, like he just, uh, Jack. ages exponentially. Was Jack. It, wasn't it Jack? Like you have Jack disease. Like Jack disease. You're, you are 20, but your body says that you are 85 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause I just, I got a quick, but that was neck, no, no. In, the got, movie, in the movie Jack, he was like nine. Yeah. And, oh, I guess that would be yeah. the thing. Cause you're, by the time you he graduates, like you're 26. By the time he graduates high school, he's like a super old man. Right. Yeah. Got you. So but what like, you're telling me is you look 26, but you're actually 72. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. The so it's kind of not that. But yeah. Up. I really think I really think that's what I'm going through. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. I don't know. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Please I, do. I, and, I say that, but I probably won't because I'm a Christian. Yeah, so when I say I'll pray for you, 90% of the time I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, please pray for me. Uh, 
ninety percent of the time when a Christian says to you, "I'll pray for you," yeah, they don't pray for you. Isn't that so weird? Like, I think uh, as, weird or sucky. Yeah, probably sucky. Pretty sucky. I think it's just it's our it's our immediate gratification culture. Like, I found that if if I'm doing that, like, uh, I I know if I'm gonna say like, "I'll pray for you," I'm not gonna do it. And so now instead of saying like, "I'll pray for you," I'll just like. Well, I will say like, hey, I'll pray for you. As soon as I walk away, I just start praying for him because yeah. if I don't do it, my mind just goes, that was a, an interaction, like out, out of your brain. That's why I don't anymore. say I'll pray for yeah. you. I always just say praying now. Yep. And because like some text me, they're like, hey, this is what's going on. I go praying now because I'll just stop what I'm doing. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting the amount of feedback that I've got from people who are like, praying now mm-hmm. I'm like yeah praying now bro yeah. like because i'll forget yeah or like or like i just know i just know myself so mm-hmm. like i also just think there's it's there's it's not hard to pray now yeah it's really not like mm-hmm. and i'm not saying like when i say praying now like i didn't go shut myself up into my prayer closet yeah and put sackcloth and ashes <laughs> on and like yeah. like i didn't do that i just stopped mm-hmm. and dropped a 60 second prayer for a person and focused on them yeah and and i'm like all right like i did it you yeah. know and it's like that 60 seconds you might go like that's not a whole lot of prayer mm-hmm. like well it's better than me saying i'll pray for you and yeah. not praying for you and, and i think like there are people that do an excellent job at it uh, my mom does a pretty good good job she will write things on like little note cards you've I I said you that this. before yeah, that's I awesome i was telling you this before but uh yeah just write things on like little note cards and mm-hmm. her like devotion study time every single day at the end of it, she just gets out this like stack of note cards and yep. just flips through it. And it's, you know, this is what this person needs. This is, and you know, yeah. it's like, I think that that's, that that is something that I would like to aspire to. Sure. It's just not where I'm, I'm at right now. And I know that that is a behavior that is learned. It's not a behavior that you're just going to wake up one day and be like, I've got all of this. It's, it's just, it's a behavior that you need to yeah. physically do every single day. I was talking to somebody the other day and, uh, they were asking about like maturity and like Christianity. And, um, they were talking about like people they see, like whether it was me or somebody else and mm-hmm. saying like, I want to be like that one day. Yeah. And I, I just remember saying, um, you know, the the road to being that person that you see mm-hmm. is not filled with you being who you are now. Yeah. It's it's filled with years and years of dedication and commitment to something mm-hmm. to get to the point where people further back down the road now look at you and say, Wow, how are you such a faithful prayer warrior mm-hmm. or reader of your Bible? And it's like, well, because I set those patterns and I didn't break from them. Yeah. And it's just little steps every day that get you there. It's a hard thing though. Mm-hmm. Consistency, little steps. Like I built this um because I'm a very inconsistent person and I need help with it. I, I built like this little kind of habit tracker program yeah. thing for myself. Mm-hmm. And I use it to kind of like, hey, here's the five daily habits I want to do. Yeah. I'm going to click them off. I'm going to see a score. I'm going to try to improve my score every day. Okay. And um, uh, I fail at it. Yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> like, course. I spend some hours, Yeah. you know, like building out this little habit tracker. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like less than 50% every day. Yeah. And so, you know what I found myself doing? going... I'm going to remove one of these habits. So at first I was like, I'm going to get it. These seven habits are what are necessary. And then it was like, maybe six. And I was like, maybe just Monday through Friday, not Saturday, Sunday, maybe four. And I'm down to like three habits on there that I'm trying to accomplish every day. And even a lot of those boxes go unchecked. I'm so bad at it. You know, I think like, honestly, if you're going to start out with a habit, you need to be realistic and say like, look, I, I'm not going to be some, you know, power, power lifter, right? Like sure. when I first start out, I need to say, I will accomplish this one thing 
every single day. Mm-hmm. And once you get once you get like a month into doing that one thing every single day, yeah. like and it might be like let's just say reading your Bible for example. Don't okay. start out and say I'm going to read a chapter a day. You're going to get bored halfway through, you're going to give it up. Start out and say I'm going to read for like three minutes or five minutes sure. or I'm going to build read, up. Yeah. I'm going to read 10 verses and I'm going to try to pull out one thing out of those 10 verses. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's your one thing. And then by the end of 30 days, Hey, I'm going to read 20 verses. Yeah. And it's like, and as you build up and at first you're going to think this is stupid. I'm such a bad Christian or sure. whatever. But by the time you look back after a year, you realize I'm reading through two chapters a day and I'm pulling out five things that I learned. I actually think like when it comes to reading the Bible or anything else, but let's just use reading the Bible. I think a Dave Ramsey approach to uh, everything goal oriented is actually the smartest way. So uh, if you don't know, yeah, I was going to say, explain. if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's like kind of like a financial like guru guy who really encourages you to get out of debt and not be dumb with your money. Mm -hmm. He's not about like, helping you to make quick money is about helping you to make smart decisions yeah. cut your credit cards up stop being stupid start acting like an adult yeah that's it, summary basically super awesome but he has this idea of what's called a debt snowball if you're in debt you got some credit card debt some medical debt some school debt pick the smallest one right and start throwing all extra income at that just the one defer the other ones mm-hmm. for now and just pay down the first one yeah And then after that one's paid off, you go to the next one. Well, if you ask the large majority of other financial planners, they'll say that that's not mathematically the the smartest way Mm -hmm. to pay down debt. Dave Ramsey knows this. He goes, he'll acknowledge it. He goes, I know that's not mathematically the smartest way, Mm -hmm. but people need to feel wins in their life. They need to feel accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So if you pay down the first one, it feels good to have accomplished paying down a debt. Mm -hmm. You're more motivated to move on to the next one and on to the next one. Therefore the, i.e. the snowball terminology. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like doing anything else in your life. Like, hey, I want to become a more godly person. Yeah. That means I want to pray. I want to read my Bible and I want to, I don't know, like spend a little bit more time like uh, focusing on my family or something Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Pick one of them for now and, and start to form a habit around that one. And Mm -hmm. once that habit is established, then open up and start doing another one. Let it snowball because the feeling of, holy cow, I actually just read my Bible Mm -hmm. every day for the last 30 days without fail. Yeah feels good you're like dude that's a win put it up on the board let's do it let's do it again let's go again it always feels good to win and i feel like people don't understand or they discredit the the rush that you get yeah from winning or accomplishing well and it's a lot of it's a lot of looking at other people who are who have been doing it for a lot longer yeah and saying man i wish i could be at their level because i see you know whatever like Susan, who's been a Christian for 85 years of her life. Oh, Susan. And she's like, she's the prayer warrior of the yeah, church. Yeah, she is. She knows every single Bible verse in the Bible. Of course she like, does. And so it's just, you know, it's it's looking at people and saying like, they're my example. Mm. And then wanting to immediately just jump to that and be like, yeah. I want to be like them. And then when you, you know, get uh, through a chapter in your Bible and you're already asleep, you're like, well, I'm, I'm never going to be like them. And you get discouraged. Right. So right. I think it's also going to be like them today, bro. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's important to, you know, pull somebody along on that journey too. Like, you know, somebody that can be on the side of you and saying like, Hey, good job. Like remember where you were a month ago, like, yeah. and look at where you are now. Like, cause a lot of times I think we can get discouraged and say like, Oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. I'm not right. doing this right. You're and where you're supposed say, to be. You are doing this right. Like, right. let me point this thing out yeah. for you. It's necessary. I call that like new married couple vision, which mm-hmm. is like when a lot of new married couples like first get married. 
they like not not husbands stereotypically not all all people i'm going to speak in generalities okay, right yeah. now but a lot of times young married wives mm-hmm. who are new into their marriage are going well my parents have all this great furniture and china and yeah. yet, like and so we have to have that too it goes but I, like i'll always tell them yeah but your parents spent 40 40 years of marriage getting yeah. those things or 30 years of marriage getting there so for now you have lawn furniture in your living room that's cool because yeah. your parents also started out living in a hoopty, driving mm-hmm. a hoopty, living hoopty. Yep. So like you got to be janky for a little bit and build those things up. Because if you look at what your parents have and go, we should have this stuff now. Yeah. You're just going to crush under the weight. Oh, it's yeah. Stupid. It's a stupid way to view things. Once again, it's, it's immediate gratification. Immediate gratification. gratification. Good night. Know? Immediate gratification is yeah. the killer of all things. It's the killer of all things. It's, it's what causes people to go into debt. It's what yeah. causes people to go into everything else. It's like, yeah. you know, but I think if, if, if you can learn how to be okay with where you are, you can, you can kind of, you can kind of curb that a little bit. You yeah. Know? Immediate gratification. Um, side note for me right now, sunflower seeds. I'm addicted to sunflower seeds. You are. Let's talk about that for a minute because <sighs> brother it's, they're so good. You've even, I, I'm now, I don't want you to give anything away because it could be a patent one day, Yeah, but you have come up with a new sunflower seed like yeah, idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've come up with a new don't sunflower seed. Like don't talk about it. I'm not going to talk don't about it. Give away the mojo. I'm, it's Don't. just you've gone into this whole other company of sunflower seeds. I have an idea. You have you have rethought a lot of things. I'm that, I'm gonna I'm gonna shatter the, the industry. Yeah, I'm gonna shatter the sunflower and seed if you, industry. If you do create one, yeah. I need to get on the on the ground level as an investor. Okay, I think it's smart. Yeah, um, but I am kind of addicted to sunflower seeds. It's, it's a yeah. gross habit. Yeah. The other day, I'm like, my wife was telling me like how gross it is. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're just constantly eating them. It's so gross. I'm like, no, it's not gross. And I was standing in front of her and I had sunflower seeds in my mouth and we were working on a project outside and she had just got done telling me how gross it was and me arguing back. And then I breathe. I just sighed. I breathed out. like, yeah. And as I breathed out, a sunflower seed accidentally left my mouth and flipped onto her <laughs> eyelid. And there was just a sunflower seed shell sitting on her eyelid. And she looked at me and I went, I will try to quit. Uh, but it was a lie. I'm not going to quit. I love but it was a lie. I love them too much. I really do. I got like dill pickle flavored yep. the other day. I just got my first bag of Taco Supreme. Oh, I've flavored seen Flavored yeah. Taco Bell. It yep. tastes like you're eating Taco Bell, yeah. which it's. I'm not saying it's the greatest, but no. I'm just, I think it's more the physical habit of crunching oh, yeah. them. I'm like mm-hmm. a little squirrel. Anyways, yeah. instant gratification. It's I really like, good. I like to crunch them, but then I like the little, uh, you know how like the pumpkin, or not pumpkin, the sunflower seed is like wrapped in almost like a little uh, skin. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like to like just like pull the seed out and eat that little skin. So it's like my weird little ASMR thing, you know? It's like my own little thing. Wow. You just went full circle. I know. You yeah. went full circle. I, I, that's, that like, that, that, that's the weird thing that I like so to do. Interesting. You know? so. Hey, I can't, I can't say anything. I spit them at my wife's eyeballs. Yeah, so, you do. Um, uh, last thing I'll say about it okay. is um, I'm also by accident influencing my children and they've oh, started yeah. to love sunflower seeds. But my daughter, who's nine, does not know how to eat sunflower seeds. So, you know, you crack the shell open, mm. you eat the seed. If you're Nolan, you apparently slip the coating off the seed as well. Yeah. All okay. Yeah. My daughter puts them in her mouth, and just chews them yeah. all up, and then spits out spits a wad of yep. junk. This is what she's doing in front of my wife. Yeah. And my wife is looking at me going, look what you've done. <laughs> look what you've caused. You've made our daughter 
disgusting. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, as a kid, I used to uh, pop them in, suck yeah. off all the salts because at that time there was no interesting flavors. Sure. Just salt. Yeah. So suck off all the salt, spit this, like spit the whole seed whole out. Whole seed out. I wouldn't even. Yeah. Yep. Just the flavor. Yeah. Just right? the flavor. I get you. That's what I thought. That's what I thought you were supposed to do. Cause yeah. I saw all my ki- all my friends like eating them during baseball practice. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, yes. Cool. You're spitting something out. I'm just going to do that. I too. can do that as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the best part about sunflower seeds is what uh, for me, a lot of people think it's the worst part mm-hmm. because in a bag of sunflower seeds, there's not only sunflower seeds, but these little congealed, balled up pieces of seasoning and yeah. stuff that just got all mashed together. Yep. And I get one of those. People are usually like, oh my gosh, it's so gross. I'm like, not me, bro. No. I just pop that thing right in my cheek and let it marinate. I immediately spit it out. Mm. Oh, those it, are gross. It's so intense. Yeah. The intensity of it. Okay. So that's my weird little thing. Uh, immediate gratification for uh, for my, well, for me and yeah. my wife, my wife more than me, is uh, LaCroix. Like we oh. will go through. Yeah. We go through probably like a 12 pack in two days. Woo! Like, and it's just constantly like. Do we drink that like water? I mean, it's, it's it is water, it is water, but it's expensive water. Have you heard the Lacroix jokes? Have you ever seen the Lacroix no. jokes? Oh, please stop please it. Are you look, look one up right now. We'll we'll end on this, but look look one up right now. Okay, because I, I want to see. I haven't heard them. Okay, so it's just it's about like the flavors of Lacroix. Okay, you've never heard these? No. Okay, I have a couple I remember okay. in my head because I'm weird like that. Yeah. Um. So it's everyone trying to it's like how do you describe the flavor of a LaCroix to somebody who's never had a LaCroix yeah. right so for instance this is an example LaCroix tastes like uh, fruit just burped yeah that's what yeah. LaCroix tastes yeah. like yeah. or uh, LaCroix tastes like what somebody thinks like the fountain of youth tastes like <laughs> 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 all these amazing yeah. like hits on yeah. the LaCroix flavors. Yeah. So I, good. I have heard of that. And my wife's when she first, so my wife wasn't addicted to it at first. I've always liked LaCroix. Um, but when my wife first tasted it, she goes, she goes, Oh, it tastes like a fruit just farted in my mouth. And I was yeah, like, exactly. yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Like it, it's not one of those that you're, it's an acquired taste only because I think as a culture, we're so used to super high sugary, fruity tasting drinks. And then you have this thing that's just like, you can't tell if it's, if it's water, you can't tell if it's like carbonation or if it's just like the hint of yeah. passion fruit. This is a good one too. Somebody said, here's a, a, a group of possible new names for LaCroix. If we're going to rename the yeah. brand, apple scratchings. <laughs> Wait, here's another one. Ready? Previous tenant squeezed a lemon. Wait, wait, wait. Possible kiwi sighting. <laughs> um, minty whiff, trademark. Um, here's, a, I really love this one. Tropical cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah, I get you. LaCroix is, it's weird, man. You yeah. have a couple and all of a sudden you're addicted. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like crack. Yeah, it but, really is. But watery, non, non-harmful one. Yeah, yeah it's, one it's the best thing that the Italians probably have made, except for pasta. Yeah, La Croix. Yeah. Well, uh, my coffee's pretty much empty. Yeah. And so is my tank for yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We love you guys. We love you guys. We miss you guys. We're going to come back with some more serious episodes. Hey, if you like the Coffee Talk Chit Chat episode, let us know. Yeah. Comment uh, on Instagram, Twitter, wherever we are. But uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on both those platforms at Biblical Lenses or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Biblical Lenses. Website's almost out. Gonna launch it very soon. I know we've been saying that for a while, but it's all my fault. I blame Corona. Uh, We release fresh podcasts each week and would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will see you later. Chit Chat, come talk. Chit Chat, come talk.